0: Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It's episode 85 today. Hope you're all doing well. I'm your host, Matthew Key, and I'm delighted to be joined by two co-hosts this evening. We've got Madeleine and Dad. How is everyone both doing?
1: Good, thank you.
2: We're all right, thank you.
0: Good, good. Uh, Carl can't be with us this evening. He's got Cockfosters um, commitments, Leverstock Green, I believe he said it was, so... Best of luck to him and um, the team when when he listens this back. Not that I'll be much good, but, you know, nice to give him a shout-out. Give him and let him know that it's not an excuse that he can't be with us today. Um, yeah, an, an interesting week. Uh, obviously, a lot of this will be dedicated to previewing tomorrow's game. But there's certain things that happened on Saturday which we can't ignore and um, we're going to have to get into. Before we get into that, I think we'd all agree that it probably wasn't a game we deserved to win Saturday. I think that's how we all felt leaving the ground is that how we all still feel.
2: I'm still of that opinion, Matthew, yeah. yep.
1: Performance-based, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was one where I think we knew is was going to potentially be a bit of a slog. Uh, Brentford are an excellent team there. Went into the game unbeaten in nine, that's obviously now ten, which is pretty good going for, for any team in, in this league. Uh so yeah, knew it was gonna to be tough. Knew what Brentford liked to do and it's it's very effective. Um I think we'd have to say that I don't think either of the centre backs had a particularly bad game, but Ivan Tony gave Saliba especially as uncomfortable a game as I've seen anyone give him, Dad. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's probably fair. Saliba doesn't, oh, I suppose everyone, no one likes a real physical battle. Tony's, Tony's a very clever player. He backs in. He, he makes life uncomfortable. He never lets you settle. Um, I suspect next time he plays him Saliba, will play him a lot better. He'll have learnt from the experience. And Brentford playing the two guys up front, they're both very mobile, both very physical. They're a handful.
0: Yeah, of course, it was was a completely different game to when we played them away this season. We've often said that's one of our better performances this season, Madeline. Do you think that almost playing away from home suited Brentford more? Because obviously when you're at home, you're expected to... go for it a bit more, um, be on the front foot, whereas away, it allowed them to to sit back, absorb pressure, let us have the ball, and then counter-attack and go forward very quickly and, and directly.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I've not looked at their... I mean, they are very good at home. Um, I don't think they've lost many all season at home. Um but they, they, obviously they do want to play on the counter-attack. They probably tried to play on the counter-attack uh, against us in their previous game, but we were a lot better in the previous game. Uh, we might get into one later. Um, yeah, they're, they're, obviously we were always going to have a lot of the ball, and that's probably... I, I've said before, and we've been watching them you know, that it suits them to not have the ball. Um, But they're very efficient and they're very effective with what they do with the ball. And when you've got someone like Ivan Tony up front, um, obviously it it helps to that playing style because he does his job so well. Um, So, yeah, I think playing a way where we had that much of the ball um, probably did suit them and we probably played into their hands by doing everything they wanted us to do um, throughout the game.
0: Yeah, I've just looked, they have only lost one at home, but obviously slightly different game plan against us. Obviously, we know they they had success against Man City earlier on the season away, Um, had really good success against all of the big teams, bar us actually at home. They've, They've only lost four all season, which... 21 22 um games played is is so impressive i mean for their level and where where they've been the second season at the premier league they just look like a team that's that's been been here for ages um so we knew we knew it was going to be a a slow we knew it was not gonna not gonna be an easy and it was dad it was literally all about getting the the three points um on Saturday, you could, you could really, I'd say it was a. Would you say I think it's fair to say it was a bit of a nervous atmosphere in in the crowd on yeah. Saturday, which is maybe something that's come from the increased expectations.
2: Yeah, I mean you, you could sense. I would say you could sense it a little bit earlier on in the season. You went to games, it was a bit of a party atmosphere. People were happy, we were doing well. This Saturday, it's a bit more, oh, we've got to win, we've got to win, we've got to win. I don't know whether that transmits itself to the players. When I The, the crowd seemed quite quiet to me, but when I've listened to things on the radio and other things, they're saying that, that the atmosphere was really good and that it was... Loud, so maybe it's just where we were sitting, stroke standing. Um, (coughs) don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is a certain it felt an important game to win. Go on, Mads.
1: Yeah, I think obviously coming off the back. Of the Everton result, uh, it probably made the Brentford game a bigger game. Um, And then, obviously, with what's to come midweek, I think people felt like winning that game and sort of restarting was important. And obviously, now... As you say quite a lot, Matthew, there's not much difference between drawing and losing. Um, The three points are so important, Um, especially as City weren't playing until a day later. Um, So I think definitely... Yeah, it it did feel tense. I don't know if that translated across to the players because they didn't look nervous in the way they were playing. They didn't look tentative... Or anything, so I, I don't I don't get the impression that that fed across to the players really, um, but maybe it did. I don't know. Arteta didn't didn't complain, so yeah. I don't I don't think it made as much of a difference as maybe at the time it felt like it did.
0: Yeah, I do. would agree with that. I think think it was a bit of anxiety through. In the crowd, but it was still a, it was still a good support, and um, was it as you say it wasn't something any any of the players or manager picked up on. So, don't think that was too much of a problem. They both Arteta today saying that once once exactly the same from the crowd that we had on on Saturday. And I mean, while it might not have felt it for the players, Dad, I think you could also. When we got the breakthrough, you could you could sense the relief, couldn't you? There was a that was a sort of weight lifted off the the shoulders moment because it felt like that was the difficult part of the of the afternoon done.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I think before you'd started, you'd have said, "Whatever you do, you can't afford to go a goal down." which we could have done Um, I think it was also, we didn't actually make clear-cut chances Um, a bit of a relief to score unfortunately didn't hold on to it for long enough Um, but yeah, I definitely thought there was a sense of relief when we scored
0: And you've got to say as well, Madeline, that as Dad said, in a game where we didn't create too many chances, we did manage to put together that one bit of quality that you often see the top sides do to to get get the breakthroughs. A lovely work goal, um, and a good little finish from Trossard at the end of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it was sort of the only time throughout the game Saka got free. Um and he puts in a great ball. Um and it's probably one of those situations where your forward players haven't really had much all day and it's so important that when they do get that chance they can put it away. You know, Eddie didn't really get a sniff. Um they they obviously doubled up on the wing as we've seen as we've seen quite a few teams do. Um so I think the the other thing was it was so similar to the Newcastle game of the way Brentford set up the way they wanted to play. Um the the relief around the stadium was we have got that goal that we couldn't get against Newcastle. Um so I think there was yeah there was there was definitely a feeling of we've got it now. We we can, you know, see this game out, and obviously, unfortunately, we didn't. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, from an attacking perspective, maybe we weren't at our best, but we took our chance. David Raya wasn't exactly facing shots left, right and centre, though apparently he made six saves. Um, So, yeah, I think... It was definitely a goal that the whole crowd sort of thought, OK, right, well, we've got it now, so we might get another one late on or we'll see this game out. Like, I didn't really think... I, I, I'll be honest, I thought at that point that we probably got the three points. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It did feel like... the. The getting the goal was, was the difficult bit and as we've done for most of the season, managing the game is, has been a, been a strength of ours. So it wasn't something that I was necessarily um, worried about. But before we get, get into the goal, um, did, a question for both of you really is that something that's been a bit of a debate over the last couple of days is have, have we become a bit... Too predictable, maybe. Have teams worked us out, or do you think performances have just dipped ever so slightly for for whatever reason?
2: I'm in the. I think our performances have dipped a bit. I think two weeks running, we've come up against teams who have sat back and tried to play us on the break. You know, Everton at home. They sat deep, played on the break, and we do look a little bit vulnerable on that to the break. Again, Saturday, hard, hard to see how deep the team really is sitting when you're standing at one end of the stadium, but I remember looking at various points in the game and thinking the most forward players, Ivan Tony, and he's about halfway inside his own half of the pitch. Um that's that's not a criticism, that's a an observation. If if you look at when we're playing well and we're flowing you know, Eddie's got a little bit of space to run into. Martinelli, who does look a little bit tired, has has run from deep. Um Saka running deep. They, and and both teams have Set up in a way that you, you've got you get the ball to them, but they've got no space to, to run into. Um, which you could say have we been sussed? Yes and no, maybe. And I'd say in both cases, both teams set out to get a draw and not win a game, not necessarily win a game. I think if you play a team that are trying to win a game, there's probably a little bit more space. But who am I?
0: For you, Madeline.
1: I think... Yeah, I think... I, I, I really hate the argument of people being predictable because if you look at Man City, everyone knows how they're going to play. You can argue they're predictable... But when you do something effectively, it doesn't matter if everyone knows what you're going to do, if you do it well, because technically we're more... ..we're capable that when everyone is performing at a level that we can... As I say, it doesn't matter. Even if someone knows that Saka's going to knock it down the outside and try and put a cross in or go inside and shoot. If you do something well enough, it doesn't matter. Um, So I I wouldn't say necessarily we've been sussed out. I would say the individual performance levels have dropped in recent weeks. For whatever reason, I don't know. But as we were saying, everything is so interlinked, so it only takes one player to sort of drop in performance to think for for it to have a knock on effect of everyone else. Um I would say at the moment it's taking teams to play at their maximum and us to drop below a certain level for them to be able to get something out of us. Which I in my opinion, although it's not ideal, it's a good thing because play people have to perform at such a high level to be able to get something. Um Maybe they're a bit tired. Maybe something needs to freshen. I can't say can get completely on some side with some of the opinions I've seen about what teams to start against Man City. Um, but I think just, but I, I I do feel as though maybe they need this midweek game to get them going again because it's such a massive game. And if you can't get up for this game, well then you don't deserve to be in any sort of title conversation, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, Madeline. All of it, really. Um, certainly, with with the bit we say about Man City, I mean, they've won four league titles in five years playing basically the same way. It's clearly not affecting um, them too much. You look at Man City this season, who's and say, oh, they've been worked out. Their their level has just um, dropped slightly, and I think that the same has happened over a. Over for us the last couple of weeks. I mean, if you look at the Everton team that played against us last week and the Everton team that played yesterday, um, it showed a bit what we expected at the time that we we caught them on a bad day, unfortunately. But that's one thing that that might um, might happen to to other teams at different points of the season. And as I mentioned earlier, thing with Brentford is you just you have to remember the excellent side having a really really good season so just one of those things and of course and we can't really avoid it any longer we may well have, have won that game um saturday if it wasn't for what what can only be described as an absolute shocker um I don't know where to start. Um, forgetting to draw draw lines.
1: It it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's I I I think I said to you at the time, Matthew. They must be checking Norgard. Or when they said when it came up and they were checking Pinnock, I said, Oh, I thought it was Norgard. Um, I I can't quite believe how you can I mean Arteta's made his thoughts very clear that um I think he said that's not human error, that's not understanding the rules. Is that what he said? Something along those lines? Um, I don't see how you can... like, Especially as I've watched the AR over, over the last few years, literally zoom into someone's toenail to see if they're offside eight passes before the ball's gone anywhere near the goal. And I, I, I can't understand how you can legitimately forget to check if someone's offside, especially when that person has got the assist for the goal. Surely that is the first offside you check, and then you go to the other ones. It, that's just what I think. You know, you think, initially you probably think, okay, let's check the goal scorer's not offside. Okay, he's not. Let's look where the ball's come from. Is he offside? Okay, he's offside, all happy, all all, all good. I don't know what the hell's happened. I know there is more than one person in that that VAR room and I cannot believe that every single one of them has not bothered to check that player because I I cannot see a way that you look and you don't think, oh, let's just check that one's not offside. I don't know whether they've got so caught up in the pinnock And they obviously check whether there was a foul and whether he was offside. And then they've gone, oh, God, we've spent a bit too long over this. Let's move on. Like, I just want to get the game restarted because I know Howard Webb's thing has been on speed. And that's, you know, he's really wanted to increase the... uh, decrease the time that it takes VAR to make these decisions. But I would counter-argue that with there's not a single person that would be annoyed if a decision takes two minutes longer, but you come to the right decision, then you take less time and get the and get the decision wrong. So there's there's certain VAR decisions, su- such as the Chelsea penalty, that for some unknown reason they haven't given, which, by the way, wouldn't have only been a penalty, that should have been Suchek sent off as well. Um, because he'd already been booked. Um, the one at Arsenal, the one at Brighton, to in the same day. Forget, basically, forget the offside rule on two separate games is baffling to me, and I, I, I just don't see a way that you can forget. I, I don't think it's possible. And while I admit we didn't play well, and on the whole performance of the game, a draw probably was a fair result, we shouldn't have to score two goals in order to get the three points, if that makes sense. Because, you know, they can give me as many apologies as they want, but at the end of the day, if you miss out on your goal, which for us is, we know what it is. For Brighton, at the end of the season, it could be Europa League or whatever. If you miss out on that by a point or two points, I know exactly where everyone's going to first look. So, and I obviously, I'm not saying that they should now give us their two points, by the way. I'm not saying that because that's ridiculous. But it, it, it makes no sense that that can legitimately happen to me. Um, because you you don't just forget to do that. You you don't. That's like oh, I, I that's the, you just don't. So yeah, it is what it is. But when it's subjective, it's subjective, and you think, well, I would have given that, but they've not. Okay, it's annoying. When something is factually there, and you have the resources to be able to look at it, and you don't. For me, that's probably maybe the worst VAR call I've ever seen. <coughs> the Brighton one. The Brighton one's not good either. But
2: I, yeah. I think it's up. Especially there. Especially as it's,
1: someone pointed.
2: I think it's Go up on. there because I've seen some shockers this season. Um, it it's interesting because I when I first saw it and you know Lee Mason's. Getting some stick, which I think he deserves. But then I'm like you, Madeline, and I thought, well, he's not the only one in there, isn't there? Three of them in there.
1: I there's,
2: think there's three of them in there. Yeah. And I. I think. I think there's three of them in there. So I'm assuming he's the senior official, and therefore. It's yeah. his call, but I do, I do question what else has gone on. It's almost as if they've gone for a cup of tea and gone, oh, well, we missed that. We've got to but make a decision there's, here. The,
1: there's no way that they've discussed it. No. If 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 it's a, oh, we've forgotten to look. There is no way three people forget to look. And there's no way one person looks at that and says, oh, I think that might be offside, and someone says. Oh no! I think you're wrong. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, it's and for them to come out so quickly with the we've got this wrong. <sighs> well, I don't know.
2: But but I'm also of the with you, Madeline. On the I didn't really see it probably Saturday when I was in the Blackstock. Probably the angle I was looking at the screen of which was quite close to it. I hadn't quite realised the motion Suchek had made. he all you know, it wasn't a, this is accidental. He's he's deliberately put his hand down. I mean the fact he's laughing about it afterwards is an even great even greater and I'm 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 not blaming the referee in the middle, but I am not sure how that one and I'm no Chelsea fan by the way as everyone would know, that someone couldn't see that was a deliberate act. And, and you said he should have been sent off because it was probably a yellow card. It was probably a red. It's probably a denying a goal-scoring opportunity, deliberate handball. But all that double jeopardy, there's a penalty or not penalty. So, um I'm not sure we deserve to win, but having gone 1-0 up and battled to find you've drawn, and and I would also draw you, both of you, at the time I went, I'm not sure that's a Brentford free kick. I've watched it again. You can see what Ivan Toney's doing. Now, he's very clever because um, he's pinned Saliba and put his arms back and then made it look like he's being pushed. In, in actual fact, it's probably an Arsenal free kick to start with. So we've got but one again, mistake.
1: again, that, that bit's that bit's subjective, though. A referee yeah, and, makes a decision, OK, fair enough, it's subjective. He doesn't have the use of VAR in that situation to be able to think, for someone to say, actually, that's not a foul.
2: And what, the reason I said it, Madeline, is from where you and I and Matthew were, I could see Tony's hands wrapped round... Um, Saliba so okay sort of go with that the the, the three of them because I'm sure it's three of them in the VAR studio Stockley Park well you do have to question someone's competence um, but it's water under a bridge now you can't do anything about it you have to hope the gods of football even it up somewhere. and I was sort of thinking, to to points we've lost, I definitely think we were denied a penalty against Newcastle when Gabrielle's shirt was pulled. So there's four points. Um, possibly a penalty against Southampton. Marginal. That's certainly four. Yeah, I mean
1: perfectly good goal against Man United, by the way. Sorry? Yes. Perfectly good goal against Manchester United as well, by the way.
0: Yeah, those those are under the ones that, that stick out to me. I'd say on in regards the Newcastle one. I wasn't sure about either of them at the time. I think we got a bit lucky against Liverpool when we, we got a penalty for that. Certainly wasn't that handball clip of Gabriel always gets pushed around. That's that's not handball. That's see his chest and bounced up. Um Yeah, where to where to start? Um with the Suchek one, uh, my initial thought of that was not a penalty seeing it in real speed because most of the time I hate the handball rules and what have you either way defending or attacking having seen it on the replay i mean you quite clearly see that he knows exactly what he's doing and he's been really clever and therefore i can see how some bloke can look in the studio and think oh i'm not sure sure he's meant that that's that's the subjective one um when you said the worst var decision ever madeline i'd i would have to disagree with you because i'd say that the Brighton one is a worse VAR decision because technically I don't believe they've made a decision for our one because they, they've not even looked no, at it. No, I
1: do. Yeah, true.
0: So uh, I can't say that's the worst VAR decision when they've decided not to make a decision and just skip over it. Um, it was interesting about the, the assistants actually because the, the brilliant Dermot Gallagher as always was... Trying his best to um, have favour with with the referees, despite getting an absolute grilling from from Kevin Campbell, by the way. Um, and he said that the, the assistants, when when he, so he was asked what what the assistants for for Lee Mason doing, um, he said, "Oh, I, I I I think that they were probably looking at the the same bit." I mean. It, if that's the process it's absolutely ridiculous we want well how the world wants firstly to get the decision right then the sort of speed aspect of it it's going to take much shorter time if more than if multiple people are looking at different parts of the goal It no wonder it takes so long if you've got three blokes looking at the same thing at the same time and saying oh I think that might be oh I'm not sure it is I mean it's no wonder it takes so so long
1: also uh. there's nothing stopping them moving on from that decision either like once all yeah. three of them have collectively looked at that one they are actually allowed to all three collectively look at the next one so yeah
0: I, it's just... again Dermot said that he thinks what's happened is that They've looked at the time, sort of like you've you've stayed over at someone's house a bit too long. Oh, is that the time? Oh, I've been been here a bit too long. Oh, I just, just move on quickly. Got up, got home. Oh, left me house keys back back there. Is is what they've done. They've gone over one incident and then realised they had an absolute shot I mean, I would love to know if they're watching the game in somewhere they decided to give a goal and then suddenly they've seen a replay of the whole thing on the on their feed or whatever and realised we could have checked that one couldn't
2: we, we forgot about that um, I'm not having Dermot. by the way that they're conscious of the noise of the crowd and they can hear the murmurings of the crowd from Stockley Park I'm really not convinced by that, by the way. Most of the time, I think he's quite sensible, but I think that even even in my world, that was pushing it too far. I thought the reason they were in a Stockley Park away from everything is so they weren't influenced or impacted by any of that. So, good try, Dermot. But we're not buying it.
0: Yeah, on that that. On that bit as well, with with the time is we're sitting there, and apparently that check went on for three minutes. At which point, I was thinking, and I didn't say this at the time, but I did have a suspicion that it that it was offside. I thought Norcard looked very tight, and obviously I didn't want to say, "Oh, I think he's offside," because a goal got given, so I'd look like a right idiot, and I'd have been been given the the blame for it or whatever. But I'm sitting there there for three minutes not having a, a clue what's going on. And then I've gone home and found out they've got it wrong anyway. I would much rather sit there for ten minutes. And then have, albeit an absolutely horrible ten minutes of us trying to hold on to a lead afterwards. Then, then rush, it, rush over it. And then I'm sat here on Tuesday evening one hour before the champions league is about to start still thinking about how the hell they've managed to get that wrong because that's the point we're at and they've reached a point now where they've changed they've changed oh what's the name banks from the the brighton game because he he's made an error because he hasn't looked at it properly lee mason's not been given a game this weekend and we don't know what's going to happen to him but uh, He's going to have a meeting with Howard Webb. Whatever happens, happens. At We've got Mr Banks is as the he's now fourth going to
2: official,
0: go... I think. No, he's been binned off.
1: Yeah, but a thought. For... No, no, no. He's still the fourth official for the Villa he's game. But everyone's losing their head over yeah. that. I mean, a fourth official literally does nothing. No, he holds yeah. up a substitutes board. Do like, you might, know what I mean? Like, probably, he doesn't do he'd, anything.
0: He'll probably tell Arteta... He to, might yeah, tell yeah, Arteta to technical. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah by rushing over it and not wanting to take up too much time they've ended up wasting well it, people's time that are still talking about it now where get the right decision no one talks about it. they've wasted Howard's web's time who's looking for ways to in fairness to him speed it up make it a overall better thing and he's got people that he's relying on being absolute idiots and I think getting the getting the decision wrong, and it's just once again creating a story where where there there shouldn't be one at all, and everyone knows that they've come to the wrong decision. And you, you, I mean, we feel hard done by. We have every right to feel hard done by. But Brentford, bless them, get no credit for what is a what was a really good display from them. Because, ultimately, the goal they've scored shouldn't have stood. But we don't know the extra 15 minutes they had. They might well have earned a point legitimately and get get the credit they deserve. But it, it really help, helps out no one. And, as you say, Madeline, we're still talking about it now. And we could still talk, be talking about it in May. Because I've never heard of them forgetting to draw... The lines are forgetting to do that that part of the check. And as you said right at the start, you surely what you should be checking first is the goal scorer. Is he committed a foul? Is he offside? No. Okay, right, we'll move to the bloke that got the assist and work your way up. Because if you I timed it, The Pinnock incident, which they spent all that time checking, that happened a solid eight seconds before the ball eventually ended up in the net, in which time Pinnock touched it twice more, by the way. So it was a long time to be...
1: Think think how quickly they could do the whole VAR check if they did it in a logical order. Like, that VAR check could have taken a minute. And they would have come to the right decision if they did it in a normal <coughs> order. Like, would you... I don't understand how you don't work backwards. Like, because surely the whole thing is you've got to maintain the phase of play. Well, the phase of play is stupid anyway because no-one knows how long the phase of play goes on for. But one thing I do know is the assist has to be in the phase of play. So I just don't see why... Oh, look, Tony's not off Right, let's check the that gives it to him oh look he's offside it's not even at all it's a tight offside he is so obviously offside it would have taken them a minute but they checked some ridiculous foul that was never a foul and an offside that by the way they only didn't give because they couldn't see whether he was offside which in case anyone was interested our goal against brighton last year scored by martinelli Got ruled out because they couldn't see if he was onside, and it was originally given. So they changed their mind because it was inconclusive. So I, I, I just don't understand. And I, and I said I've said weeks ago that I'd made my peace with. There's going to be some that go your way and some that aren't going to go your way. And when I said that, I meant that in a completely subjective way of whether you think that's a foul or that's not a foul, whether you think that's or that's not handball when there is genuinely factual evidence that no one can dispute like i've had like obviously there's not a single person that thinks that should be given as a goal football doesn't agree over anything and they've agreed on one thing and that was that he was an entire leg offside so yeah, and I said, as we came out of the game, I said, that could be the one we look back on in May. Didn't think it would be for this reason, more because I was just peed off at the boys. Um, but, yeah, when, you, when you've when you actually done quite a good piece of defending and pushed up as a defence, and then someone does, I just... just
2: And then you add on some of the other I, coverage, I'm still angry man.
1: about it now.
2: Add on some of the other coverage, yeah. and whilst clearly weak from set plays because they've conceded three and three well we did but that's an offside if we could get our backsides in
1: gear about that yeah but it's anyway it is what it is we can't do anything about it with any luck that'll be motivation to help for Wednesday as if they needed any more motivation but yeah
0: yeah um don't that's that's all all I'm gonna say about it I'm annoyed about it I'm still gonna be annoyed by about it by the time we we kick off tomorrow and I'm sure when he's next on Carl will be still be annoyed about it and cool call cool for Lee Mason's head but there you go we've got we've got um bigger bigger things to worry about um tomorrow's game uh, against City um, it's it's not a title decider by any means because obviously we're still what 21 games into the season so and cer- certainly not at that stage um, yeah and I've always sort of said um, throughout the season if you want to be in a tighter race draws don't really help you the only Real exception to that is when you're playing the teams that are around you, because obviously you've gained a point, but you've also stopped them gaining the free and whatever. Um, what What's a good result for for Arsenal tomorrow? <laughs> a win.
1: I'm
2: I'm with Madeline. A good result a win. That's
1: it. It depends, it is very dependent on how the game goes, obviously. Um, you know, if, if you go down to 10, it draws a good result. If you go 2 nil down inside 20 minutes, it draws a good result. Like, obviously those situations. But I said the other day, if you went toe-to-toe, to toe, and City got ninety nine points, and Liverpool got ninety seven or something. The games Liverpool tended to not win or drew, or sorry, not win were the games against City. Neither of them dropped them that many points against other people, but Liverpool, the, the one I remember, the obviously the one at Anfield, where even though Mares obviously it, the penalty is still going now. Liverpool still didn't win. And that's, in my opinion, at home, two points dropped. So it it has to be a win. Psychologically as well, if you know you've got three points against them, not only have you got three points, they've lost three points or not gained three points. Just, I think it's the... It's probably the only result I'll be satisfied with, I'll be honest. Maybe maybe that's Maybe that's wrong, I don't know, but maybe I'll th- think differently after the game, I don't know, but right now in my head the only useful thing is a win.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm completely with you. Always always want to win, especially at home. Um obviously it depends how the game game goes, but a a, a draw wouldn't be a completely disastrous result. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Wouldn't be an absolute shocker. If we lost, then we then we've got um, got problems. But yeah, to draw draw won't be terrible. Obviously, a win is what we want, and a win is is what I'll I'll be happy with. Um, I think Madeline, the the last couple of games is. I'm not. I'm not sure about about the players, but it's maybe affected um, confidence a bit why Why can't we beat Man City
1: well yeah I think I've said at least for well for a long time that when everyone said all oh, Arsenal still got to play Man City they still have to play us you know like it's not like we're the you know I think there is no reason I think the thing that Obviously, they are Premier League champions. They deserve their respect. They're a very good side. They've got a team full of world-class players and they've got a team full of players who can turn a game on their own, the likes of De Bruyne, or the likes of Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, etc. We have a team of players that, in my opinion, can do the same thing. We play in a very similar way to them, obviously, Arteta's learnt off Guardiola. There's a lot of side stories to it all. There's a lot of... 1v1 battles. And... You need your big... Obviously, you need your big players to step up. You need the likes of Odegaard, the likes of Saka, the likes of Thomas Partey to have a really good game. And you have got to be at your best to beat Man City... But, saying that, I believe they have to be at their best to beat us. Um, I think they've probably already started with the mind games, with the Haaland's apparent injury, when they're 3-0 up at half-time. Not sure I'm going to buy it. I've no doubt maybe he did have a knock, but I'm not completely sure it's that serious. And also, if Haaland doesn't start, they have actually got a World Cup winner that starts, so, not really buying any of it. Um, I think the game gets won or lost through two players. I think whoever plays better out of Party or Rodri or De Bruyne and Odegaard, their team wins the game. Um, so, it will be interesting to see how that goes... I am part of me is hoping that Guardiola is going to have one of those days where he completely overthinks the starting lineup and De Bruyne ends up at centre back or something, Um, because that would be quite useful. Uh, I I don't. The thing I would say is, although obviously losing is completely less than ideal, there isn't any shame in losing to them. That is that is something I think is important to remember, that we are having, as far as our seasons go, an unbelievably good season, and they are actually having a bit of an off-season. They will, at some point, put a run of results together. I'm hoping it's not tomorrow that it you know fully flies the momentum. You need a game like this to get you going. I think yep. after the... Emotion of the United game. The comeback from that probably hit us quite hard. Um, but there is no better game to get your form back than this one. At home, under the lights, the crowd's going to be beyond up for it. It's We've had a disagreement over this. It's the biggest game of the Emirates ever. Um, Just, the thing I ask is put in a performance. If De Bruyne has a day where he has three shots from outside the box and all three of them go in the top corner and you go, do you know what, there is literally nothing you can do about that. That is, it is what it is. But you give an account of yourself that you keep your discipline, you perform to a level that you do, you give yourself the respect... That's all you can ask. Whatever else happens, happens. You just have to give yourself... Everyone's going to have to put in a 9 or a 10 out of 10. Otherwise, we're not coming away with three points. That is it. But I'm hoping we're at a level now where the City fans and the City players are going, we've got to put in a 9 or a 10 out of 10 to get three points because otherwise we're not getting them. It will be probably not the... I don't think it'll be the game people expect. I think it will be quite a... I know a lot of people say that just because a game's nil-nil, it doesn't mean that it's a tactical battle. I think it will be a tactical battle. I think the way both teams want to play, it being a very similar way. It will be interesting to see what happens with possession, out possession, both teams like the ball. We've had some success on the counter-attack this year. I don't think the entire... I'm not entirely convinced by the starting eleven changes. I think tomorrow is probably not the best day to experiment. Might be a controversial take. Might not be seen as experimenting. But to get rid of players after two bad games, I think is a bit extreme, personally.
0: Yeah, I absolutely um, agree with that. And do you think sort of on, on that, Dad, that these sort of caginess and these sort of games that we've faced recently, Everton, Brentford, all been really physical, really difficult for us to create chances. Do you think playing against Man City where it's going to be, Madeleine says it might be um, a bit of a tactical battle, but... There's going to be chances and spaces for both teams. Do you think that is going to going to suit us more, and not necessarily more than City, but more suit us for what the style of football we like to play, and make the players enjoy their football, give them a bit more freedom.
2: I I must admit I don't I don't see City drawing everyone back into the last twenty five percent of the pitch. That's not their their style. Um, I was going to say they haven't got a big fella like a uh, Ivan Tony or Calvert Lewin at Everton, but of course they've got Harland, who's a unit and a half, and's probably got the at, the best attribute to both of them in one player. Um, it will be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they're not necessarily physical. They're a, bit, they're a bit snided with it. You hear me comment and I say, I can't believe this guy's committed this many fouls and he's still not been booked. They do lots of them little shirt tugs. They do lots of little stopping the play as you break out. They did it to us last year when we... I mean, in, in fairness, that was the best display I'd seen for a long time when we played them at home and lost 2-1 because we gave them a real good game. A couple of the players looked tired. Would I stick with Martinelli or would I give Trossard a run for his money? Don't know. Six of one half does another. One side of me says... Martinelli on the bench 20 minutes to go bring him on and let him run at them might be interesting or Martinelli's work rate which I think is unbelievable for most of the game and then have Trossard oh, I don't know other than that I don't really see you can change much it, it's you know I'd, I'd probably stick with Ben White I'd stick Saliba, Gabriel. You're going to stick with Zinchenko. I would have thought. Although, I, funny enough, Saturday's the first time I, I looked at him and thought you you didn't have your best game there because he gave the ball away. You're going to stick with Partey, Xhaka, Saka, Odegaard. So <coughs> I don't. There's not much. I wouldn't change much, if anything. Um, I think it, I almost thought at times Saturday they were thinking about Wednesday before they'd got over Saturday as well. A couple of times I thought that. Um, so it, I, don't, I, th- I think I'd probably leave it as it is. That, um, you just got to use your substitutions, well, whatever you've got. Um, unfortunately, you haven't got Jesus. And Saturday was Saturday. We did miss somebody like him, um, but you're where you are. Give him a game and watch watch Jack flick his leg out, looking for that bit of contact and falling over in the box. He seems to like lying on the grass. So. We'll see. I think you're fine, mate. That's good. the car-
0: karaoke type movement.
2: Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah, yeah. Devil, <clears> I noticed so.
2: it was called Clever again on the telly the other day, so. We shall see. But it, it might suit us more, Madeline, you're right. It's probably one of the few games this season we're going to play where we don't have the majority of the possession, so. Um, we just have to see.
0: yeah absolutely um yeah obviously our our tetra in this press conference very much emphasised the fact that that we're, we're gonna go for it um he didn't seem like he was gonna gonna make too many changes it looks like he's gonna stick with the guys that got us in in this position and as you say I'd, I'd stick with Martinelli for his for his work rate. As I said earlier, there'll be a bit more space, which will um, suit him. And then looking at ahead to Villa on Saturday, that's certainly a game where Trossard can can fill in because um, a bit bit of rotation will be required. Because I imagine it's going to be one of those physically demanding, but um, mentally as well so there could be could be a few um tired players after it whatever whatever the result is um what you said about uh pep earlier unfortunately the other day he did seem to remember that laporte and diaz existed it was almost like he'd turn around and oh i forgot about ut so they played so it's just a bit of a shame because i they did have a good game um the other week i I did sort of like the look of Ake and what's the kid called Lewis at at fullbacks, but not not sure if that is what it will be. But there you go. Um, Arteta had a bit of a bit of a joke where with um, Guardiola as well. Guardiola obviously said that he wasn't wasn't sure about Haaland, and Arteta said something like, "Oh." We'll, there's no reason for me not to believe him, so I think there's there's a bit of bit of mind games, bit of banter between the two of them. They're all um, good natured, as we know. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good one to watch. It'll be one that I'm sure a lot of neutrals will in will enjoy watching, and one that I'm sure we might watch with our fingers behind. Um, in front of our eyes when that Norwegian bloke gets the ball or
1: or the Belgian one
0: he does have a ridiculous record against (laughs) us, he loves it against us
1: Uh, unbelievable I mean it is less bad that he is good against everyone like, you know those pla like Christian Benteke always scores against us. And that's more annoying because he doesn't play well against anyone else. Whereas, like, at least De Bruyne is good against everyone. That's the only silver lining I take.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's. that's true. He do- hopefully, he will be really different tomorrow meddling really. and have a bit of a stinker.
0: Yeah, I, did, I think their Champions League game should have been this week. That's, that seems only fair. They should be playing tonight and, and
2: tomorrow. They should be playing away tonight, Matthew, and away to us tomorrow. I think that's that would have been fairer. I don't
0: know, I don't know who they have at the weekend, actually.
1: To be fair, for City, it makes such little difference because their B team could beat most teams. So,
0: yeah, they got nothing in Forest away at the weekend. Got to so. Sunday. Not, Ooh, not, to be
1: fair, that's not an easy game.
0: No, I would, I'd say it's slightly easier than Villa away, but there you go.
1: Yeah, they're both quite unpredictable teams.
2: Isn't the Tierney to watch the ref? the moment though? Manchester United, Matthew. Or
1: Perhaps.
0: No, it'd be, it'd be convenient not. if Kieran Tierney was the ref. I, I can't remember if it is him or if it's Anthony Taylor.
2: That's Anthony Taylor tomorrow uh, night, isn't it?
0: Anthony Taylor tomorrow night. He's good cup final ref. We'll have to see how he does in the total decider. OK, then. Um, so, yeah, that, that's about, about going to be it. Where are you watching it tomorrow, Madeleine?
1: Uh, I'll be watching it from the comfort of my sofa because I'm too scared to leave the house to watch it, to be honest. Um, and then, depending on how we get on, I might go to a social. But if we lose, I can confirm my presence won't be needed at a social. I think I might bring the spirits down of everyone around me.
0: fair enough and you're going for a league title tomorrow aren't you yourself so best yeah. of luck with that
1: yeah so I'm going for a, a double a double whammy
0: double whammy luck. at that Mads what, what?
1: thanks could,
0: could be a superb day don't ask or... me which
1: one I'd rather win
0: you definitely went for the league title I know you
1: I I haven't I, I can't decide so no comment I don't know I can't I can't I have more control over one than the other. I've got absolutely no control over one of them, which is an awful feeling.
0: Yeah, that yeah, like is... What will be, will be. What will be, will be. Um, but, yeah, we will be here to discuss it um, next week, um, unless we just forget to do it, of course, in which case we, w- we won't be here, and we'll be given given the week off. Uh, But, yeah, that is going to be it from the three of us today. Thank you both for joining me. Um, I'm sure that was good to get... I mean, I wanted to get that off my chest for a couple of days, so... Unfortunately, I'm now nervous for tomorrow's game, so... But what can you do? But, yeah, thank you both for joining me. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, goodbye.